What's up, everyone? Uh, this is Timmin, and this is my podcast. Welcome to my podcast, Timmin's Podcast. Um, pretty excited for the guest today. We got some good stuff happening over here. Uh, let me just get to some business real quick. I got a couple different podcasts. If this is your first time listening, I got the DadCast, where I sit down with my dad, talk about um, spiritual things. I got the Tim and Lincoln Show. It's a show. Um, and that's with my buddy. And then I got the Timmins Podcast, which you're listening to right now. And that's where I interview people. Um, so if you are a first-time listener, go back. And if you want to check out the other stuff, if not, no worries. Uh, you're in for a great episode now. So uh, let's get into it. I got on the podcast today someone who's known me since I was born, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I remember, but judging by our ages, yeah, yes, from, definitely. From, yeah, just, you know, out the womb. I think there's probably been pictures of you at the hospital when I was born. Maybe not. Well, I th- Possibly. probably I might not have at the help. hospital. <clears throat> I was born in California, but mm. early, early. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. How old are you? 30. You're 30. Yeah. yeah. I'll be 33. So <laughs> crazy. Uh, TJ. TJ Eads. Well, thanks for having me on here, Tim. I really appreciate it, but this is going to be fun. This is going to be good. Well, that, it, if we need to move the mics or whatever, it'll, it'll be good. It's a little, but we'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you're on. I'm th- thankful you're on. You've been on another podcast or maybe a couple podcasts, right? Yeah, I've been on a few um, related to the businesses. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I heard you on a chiropractor in Wabash. Yeah, that was Neil Beaver. Yeah. He's crushing it with his business, but no, that was a fun one. Yeah. Good I, dude. Listen, I was like, man, that's so cool. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, that was a good podcast. I listened, yeah. uh, let's just get the, the important stuff out of the way. You're my cousin. Yes. Yep. That's why you've known me since I was young. <laughs> yep, yep. If you've hung on this long now, you figured that out. So yeah. <laughs> keep listening in for for clues for good for good stuff. Um, yeah, let's just. Well, you want to tell a little bit of people like who you are, where you're from, just some of the background. Um, sure. Yeah. So TJ Eads, Timmons cousin. Yep. Moms are related, so therefore we are. Um, but <laughs> no, I born and raised here in Indiana and out in the country. Love the country living. Yeah. Um, you know, grew up in excavating. My parents own a business in excavating, super successful doing that, and they love it. And so grew up doing that, learned about hard work. Um, they taught us what we feel is a lot of core values in the right way. And um, so ended up kind of discovering what I really enjoyed, which is designing, sketching, building things. So went to Purdue, studied industrial design, and now I'm doing product design full time and uh, live with uh, my wife and three beautiful girls here in Wabash, Indiana. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot that I want to unpack, but uh, I love, yeah, you're full time doing your thing. That's what I, I like. It's so cool to see that. Uh, and then coming to your house now, I'm like, yeah, you're actually doing everything is here. <laughs> this is your hub. This is the hub. This man. is your life right here. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, let's see here. I was going to tell you one of the earliest, not the earliest memories, but I have a memory. And I don't know if you remember this. Um, I had a family Christmas. You had just either you're driving your parents SUV or you just got an SUV and we're driving down. You get all the cousins, all the male cousins in the back and we're listening to ice cream paint job bumping, going down the lane, a grandma's lane. Do you remember that at all or no? I... <laughs> 
don't know if I remember that specifically, but I do remember bumping to that one. The ice cream paint shop? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It threw me for a surprise because I thought all you liked was country music, and then you're listening to like some hip-hop. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you go through phases, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, you, you have that. You, do. you, got, you, email, you got to live a little. Country, you got the, the R&B. Yeah. A little everything. A little everything. I like a variety. Yeah. So um, can you tell the people what you do now? Like, let's tr- jump back to business, but like what you do now. You said you design and do it, but you got a lot of different things happening here. Yeah. So we can we can go now and work backwards if you want to. But currently um, own, my wife and I own Eads Design, uh, which most of that, we do a little interior design. That's where she gets involved. But most of it is product design or related to product, whether it's packaging graphics work um did website starting out we don't really do that anymore normally sub that out or uh, just let somebody else tackle that we focus primarily on product design and packaging for brands in the outdoor space okay i would say 80 90 percent of what we do is in the outdoor space um some are not which keeps us you know honest and in the loop with what's going on in the world but we're passionate towards outdoor uh products you know whether that's hunting fishing on and on yeah yeah and then uh own a couple brands too so okay. other couple more brands different things yeah what 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 did you start out with so maybe we should start back like you went to college right mm-hmm. and then you got out of college and you went to was it right into the faucets so yeah during college so you go to purdue industrial design it's in their liberal arts um, school, okay. um, which I was definitely the oddball, um, <laughs> not to jump into stereotyping or anything, but you know, I was this outdoor hunter in a school of liberal arts. So yeah. paint that picture. And Purdue's pretty conservative, isn't it? Like they are, they're, you know, a lot of like any institution, I'm sure. Nursing, right. engineering, a lot know, of ag stuff, a lot of ag, ton of ag stuff, probably primarily. Um, so it was kind of, a. I actually discovered thanks to my mom, um, we were meeting with the oh, the lady that helps you get kind of dissect what your talents are and where you want to go. Because I was thinking of going into landscape architecture and went to Ball mm. State for tour. And I just then I thought, well, I'll do that at Purdue. They got more opportunities if I need to bounce around. Right. And during the interview, mom, you know, spoke up. Oh, he loves sketching, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I can remember the advisor. That's what the yeah. advisor. She's like, well, have you heard of industrial design? And I'm, you know, no, never have. Yeah. Um, all you hear about is engineering and engineers and EEs and all these engineering terms. So industrial design, I asked, what's that? She's like, well, you can design anything from sinks to snowboards. And then, you know, <laughs> fast forward, ironically, I went to work at a plumbing uh, company. But anyway, so getting to industrial design, you got to go to school for a couple of years before you get insec- accepted in the program. Got into the program. They take 16 students each year. Oh, wow. And then, um, yeah, so there's a little competition, got into that, and then um, there's an opportunity for a co-op program at Delta Fawcett Company, which is Indianapolis. And I just kind of wrote it off, like, there's no way I'm going to get it, and, you know, everyone, I kind of needed to kick in the behind throughout my it. younger years to go do that stuff. Now <laughs> I'm, I finally learned and caught on in my upper 20s and now 30s um, to go and do stuff nobody knows what they're doing in this life, so you just need to go and do. Um, anyway... So I get accepted to go to this, interviewed, and they wanted me, went there to um, study. Uh, so I stayed at Purdue for two, one semester, two quarters. Then I'd go work a semester at Delta, and then back oh, and wow. forth, back and forth. Um, so it delayed my graduating one year. But during that time, that co-op time at Delta, 
really love the design team there. Mm. Learned arguably more being in the workspace, yep. you know, because you're working with marketing, you're working with packaging engineers, you're working with mechanical guys, engineering guys, you're doing the research, you're learning from customers. So you can kind of see holistically how all this pieces together. Right. And I loved it. You know, I didn't really care that it was faucets because of the group that I was with and what I was learning. So yeah, people yeah. right after graduating, uh, got an offer and went there and worked. <laughs> how long were you there for? A couple of years, right? Eight if you include the co-op years, but I think it was like six full time. Yeah. Wow. So I was there for a minute. Yeah. And you probably learned so much from that world. Oh, tons. I mean, just like I said, with the the whole holistic all of it just yeah. all of it how start to finish a product goes into production and placement you know we designed a lot of faucets for lowe's menards home depot specifically specifically a faucet for them yeah. we would meet with those buyers did they have a brand specifically for menards or so, specifically for good question so yeah. at delta uh, masco owns them that's okay. the, the parent company the parent company so masco owns delta and under that umbrella, there's Peerless, which think economic, like mm -hmm. builder grade, find it in Walmart, yeah. Peerless brand. Then you have Delta, which is the, it's the brand. Like so that's the, that's the, and good, better, best. That's the better okay. brand that you find everywhere that's sold wholesale. Yeah. And at all these um, box stores. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. And then Brizo, which that's your luxury brand. The go to market's very different. You're launching products in LA, New York. Chicago, where the money's at, where the money's at, yeah. six figure type events to launch a new product, sometimes seven. So like, it was interesting to see the differentiation, each brand go to market demographics, you target yeah. colors that are used fonts. Yeah. I mean, all the details. So wow. was, when, it, when the, when you look at the product specifically though, do you see a difference in quality? I mean, probably, but is it really about the branding? Branding. <laughs> it's branding because <laughs> you'd look at like Delta and Brizo, for example, a lot of times you're using the same guts, but yeah. maybe there's a f exclusive finish that's only found on Brizo. On Brizo, mm -hmm. or maybe it's the same finish, but they call it something different. Oh, yeah. So then, the premium. It's premium so. name, and yeah. So it's all branding. I mean, you can look at any of those Nike studies or anything. I mean, it's yeah. same, same. So yeah. it's interesting. It is interesting. Where do you think they're making the most of their money? Is it Delta? Delta like the, for sure, okay. the main brand. But sometimes you need that clout or cred right. from a Brizo brand, and then you need the Peerless brand because you that's a, there's a, a large enough share. market share that you can fulfill that need and be you know ten percent of it or whatever. I don't know where they're at right. at all. That's just a easy yeah, number to throw out there. So you kind of need there's only so much market share in any category. Yeah. So if you can carve a little slice of that pie and then have plans to get a little more of it over time or acquire a business to get more, yeah, that's it's just a revolving door. Yeah, that's interesting. I worked at um, uh, it's like a I don't know if you've heard of Pollywood. Yeah, Syracuse. Yes. Yeah. So they had the same thing. They had their Ivy Terrace, which they sold exclusively to like Ace, and it was their cheapest cheapest brand. Pollywood was their main brand. Then they had a higher luxury one, which I forget what it was, but. I mean, it was all the same stuff. Yep. I mean, again, maybe a little bit different, but just it, same stuff. And yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's how it's packaged. You know, the name that's stamped on it. Mm -hmm. Um, how it's sold. You know, it, the customer experience. Um, all of it. Yeah, where they're buying. You got to be where your buyers are at. So yeah, it's. I love all those details and how they work together. Yeah, it's an interesting puzzle. 
if you can make it fit, it's kind of cool. Yeah, kinda I good. mean, there's always a missing piece. I yeah. can tell you that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, are you, you're kind of doing something like that now with the brains that you're working with, right? Is yep. that uh, am I on to something, or am I kind of off on? No, definitely. So you asked a few minutes ago how it started, and we got to me working at Delta. Then towards the yeah, end, I'm jumping all around. <laughs> no, this is perfect. We yeah. well, there'll be a few tangents here. Yeah, but um. So towards the end of Delta, we had, you know, my wife and I had designed and then built our house, you know, as family built. Um, we wanted to stay here and raise our family next to family. Yeah. That was pretty foundational for us. And uh, we would just figure out work, right? We can always figure that out, make money and live. And so I was commuting to Delta, which is a decent hike yeah, from here, that. about an hour and a half one way. Yeah. And Whitney was working 45 minutes north. Oh, so wow. we were splitting and we were, you know, two hours and 15 minutes away from each other when we first got married and, you know, built the house and whatnot. Well, then we fast forward and had our first girl, Cameron. And, um, you know, it's difficult having a kid and all the change. Wouldn't trade it for the world, love her to death and love being a parent's kind of the purpose uh, of it all. And um, we just knew it wasn't sustainable. And then we were felting, we felt called to change something. And one of the first ones was Whitney just didn't feel at peace at work. Just, you know, going to work just didn't feel like it's where she needed to be. Cameron's getting older. She needs her, you know, with feeding and just care, that motherly love. Yeah. You know, normally the husband's out working and that's kind of the norm. Um, but, you know, she just didn't feel at peace at all. Before that, you know. This is, I love my job. This is what I'm going to do wow. for my life. Yeah. Dental hygienist That's is my say. calling. Yeah. All those things, you know, all those talks, you know, because we know everything when we're in our 20s. We right. know our future. <laughs> and um, had a kid and not at peace. So she ended up quitting. Yeah. Just not cold turkey. We prayed on it. There were a lot of signs. I mean, it was kind of a slap in the face. Today's the day because she called me when I was at work and it's happening today. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she came home, we figured it out, you know, Lord provides, I got a raise soon after, which is a, not quite as much, but enough to get by. Mm -hmm. um, so it worked. And then one day I'm driving home, she's like, hey, uh, could you grab me a sewing machine on your way home? Never sewed in her life. I've never seen her sew or talk about it. Yeah. I'm like, all right, sure. So stopped at Walmart, picked out, you know, one of those middle of the road, just yeah. crispy ones. The that Delta. Just, yeah. The Delta brand. The Delta of the sewing machines. I think it's a brother brand. Still crushing it today. But anyway, um, grabbed that, came home, and she started selling stuff on Etsy, you know, making whittling up baby products. And they're really, really nice. She's now in a bunch of boutiques, and she sews during nap time. So no way. supplementing our income. She's doing what she loves. She can scratch that creative itch. Yeah. Because, you know, being a mom can be lonely, and I know that because I'm home. I mean, it's the hardest job. It's harder than any work, um, any job you do at work. Yeah, you um, don't clock in, clock out. As no, a it's full time, yeah. all the time, not predictable at all, <laughs> and uh, you got to roll with it. So anyway, um, she's crushing it as a mom and able to supplement on the side. And if you would have asked her five years ago, it, the that was future never, in the never, yeah. never even a thing at all. So it's just interesting how you're led. Um, but uh, yeah, it. That's cool. That's interesting. You said like the peace factor, like she was at peace with her job and then she felt it like that's, that's a really interesting thought to think about. Like, yeah, yeah. it is. It's kind of our reason for doing, making a big change is if we're 
am not at peace and it's continued like something's got to give something's got to change that's kind of our like kicking the the behind sign to make change i'm i'm telling you you need to so you know you probably should listen yeah so that happened for her and then it was the same for me soon after Mm. being at delta making the commute um things were changing in business there again love the team to death and loved what I did. I just felt like I needed to do something different, and it was time. And I almost felt like I was occupying a spot that uh, could be better served by someone else be- or enjoyed where, I mean, they would encourage you to travel. They'd encourage you to take these trips and go to this marketing research or take this yeah. for inspiration. And I just... You were doing I just international be- travel, if I remember right. Like, yeah, and there were... Yeah, did some international travel. Um, and there were a lot of opportunities to do more, and I never felt... I mean, I just want to be home with my girls, you know, I just want to go home. Like it'd be fun if I could take them. Right. Right. Would be a work trip and stuff. So it, anyway, I was very much occupying a space that could have been better filled at that time. Mm. Like it was what I needed, um, at the time. And again, I learned so much. I can not say one bad thing about Delta and what it's done for me and shaped me, but it was time having Cameron definitely ensured that. So anyway, I love hunting. I love being outdoors. I always have. Um, we, you know, eat the meat that we get. It's just part of part of us and who we are. And um, yeah, I remember like earliest memories. It was you. Oh yeah, I remember when you got buck right before like I don't know if it was Thanksgiving or Christmas. I don't remember when it was, but like just yeah, as a like probably you were in middle school or maybe like early high school, and it's yeah, that's part of our family's DNA too. Is yeah, you go to the Kennedys. There's that's you know Grandma's house. That's we would gather out there at the butcher shop. You know during yeah. Thanksgiving time or Christmas, and yep. Jade, Breck, and Dylan, all of them. They would you know show kale. They'd show off their big old bucks, yep. or we'd get does and we'd butcher and eat jerky and yeah. good times, fond memories. Yeah, I remember. The, yeah, I remember going because there was that cooler that Grandpa had in the back. And one time I opened, there was like four or five deer just chilling in there. Oh yeah, what is going on? Well, Grandpa, I, from what I hear, you know, we unfortunately didn't get to know him too well, but he was a beast at butcher, butchering and was well-known and really? well-loved and respected, and, and he did a lot of that. So yeah. just kind of carried on that tradition there. That's awesome. Yeah. that's There's a need for that. Um, like, we've seen, like, there's not a ton of butchers out here. No, there's right not. Now. Like, that, that skill's gone and it's being segmented away. But anyway, that's a tangent, yeah. but yeah. No, so yeah, anyway, love hunting. Um, we process our own meat, eat the meat, all that stuff. Um, you know, sometimes you got to disclose that cause people can assume. So we want to, want everyone oh, yeah. to know, listening in that we, you know, it's, we eat it, it provides for the family. So you anyway, like to drive with your truck and just shoot it to your while you're driving and then yeah. keep going. No, I never, never have done that. You don't, no. do that? You don't set out the sunroof and just. No, 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 I can't say that I ever have. Definitely joked about it. No, appreciate it, Tim. You're like, we got to disclose this. And I'm like, yeah. Um, Okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good, bud. Um, You love hunting. Love hunting. Love being outdoors. And started, you know, my cousin and I, Jason, we had always talked about all these what ifs and really need this thing and really wish there was a product that could do that thing. And so we always talked about it like every week. And we had this idea of a way to dis- display antlers um, because there's traditionally you got shoulder mounts, which is all the, the fur type of mounts that hang on your wall. Right. You know, From what, like the head, you see the whole head. You see the whole head, you know, yeah. whether it's a bear, deer, whatever. Right. Insert whatever animal species. That's like considered a shoulder mount, um, traditional taxidermy. Then you, then you have your skulls, which European mounts is what they call it, where you see the okay. skulls, 
alone or with antlers or horns, you know, a bull can have horns. It's like that European mount is what they call it. Okay. And then you have the old school plaque mounts where it's got that wooden plaque with, you know, red velvet, green velvet, leather, whatever. And that's kind of the scope of what existed. Well, antlers and horns are two different things. So horns continually grow. So you think of all your rams and bulls and Mm -hmm. any horned critter, they keep growing. Antlers, like your elk, whitetails, moose, caribou, on and on, they grow each year and fall off. Mm. So you have sheds, shed antlers that lay on the ground, and there's this big push for finding sheds. Yeah. So whether it's recreational or you want to do something you know, Pinterest worthy by right. displaying an antler in the, your home. You know, a lot of people or make are making a knife handle out of it or something like that, right? Heck yeah. There's a lot of people that make some really cool drawer pulls, knife handles, yeah. whatever out of the antler. Yeah. So you got all these antlers that naturally are shed and no really good way to display them where it represents how it was parked on that deer or critter's head. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to because you know if you're following a deer for any reason they shed and you can kind of tell uh it's the same person or same deer each year after year because of genetics it's like humans you know each of them look like a fingerprint right it's like their fingerprint Mm -hmm. so it's cool to be able to see from a two-year-old to three-year-old four-year-old and on how that deer grew why he did this that year why he did that he added extra points or he didn't you know he just stayed an eight pointer all his life just interesting, and if you're within the industry, it's, um, you know, those are big pieces to the puzzle. So, anyway, really wasn't a product display, and so we're like, well, let's just try it. And um, we whipped up some prototypes, worked for, started the business, you know, pursued the patent, and got some working models, actually, after a year or so. Granted, a lot of that I had learned from working at Delta and right. school projects on, we need to, you know, kind of dot our I's, cross our T's a little bit. And we ended up selling it and growing it a little bit. And um, that was the company called Rack Hub. So we're, we're now, we're a premium antler display product company. We're sold in some stores like Shields. We sell product throughout the world, actually. You know, we're wow. shipping New Zealand, Australia. Wow. Um, way up north in Canada. A little bit everywhere. So um, shipped to Hawaii. It's pretty cool because there's antlered critters on most of the continents. So yeah. we're shipping them everywhere. So, let's say I'm watching, I'm watching the the deer grow. So every mm-hmm. year, this is the second year. I get the second year of its antler shed, third year of its antler shed, fourth year of its antler shed, fifth year I kill it. Yep. Would you foreseeable see all of those years and then the head? Has have you ever seen something like that? It's interesting you bring that up because we've had customer pictures roll in where they followed a deer for a few years and they got the product, the match sheds. Mm-hmm. On a couple RH2s, that's our tape. That's our main Rack product, Hub, Rack yeah. Hub, the RH2. So that's just again branding. Yep. Simple to say. Yeah. That's why we named it RH2. Got the RH for Rack Hub two, meaning two antlers to display it. Anyway, nice. it's going yeah. into the details on the product no, side. Don't get me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, a couple years of history on the RH2, and then you get the shoulder mount next to it when you're successful, and that's. Um, you know, a great way to frame that memory, so to speak, because yeah. taxidermy is a form, it's like a picture frame, right? You can yeah. look at it, you relive that experience that, you know, is pretty lasting until you die. Like it had such an effect of that feeling that you want to see it and experience every time you look at it. You know, it's getting those antlers up on a product that you can see 
um, is much more powerful than it laying down in a corner collecting dust or in a pile, you know, so getting them up on the wall, you can look at it, you walk by, you may be busy as heck and you walk by and like, oh yeah, I remember that day. Or, you know, maybe you're not a hunter and you remember you went out West, it's a trip you've been planning forever and you found this random antler that you were never looking for it but you found it and it's a way for you to remember that trip you'd saved up for years to go out west right you know right or that memory you had hiking and finding it or whatnot yeah yep. that's and awesome or with yeah. yeah with kids i mean in, in anything so it cool way to get them up off the floor and displayed yeah. properly and that's one thing i've seen on your instagram is you take your girls out uh shed hunting Yes, they love it. Love it every in the winter, spring. What was it? I think I saw they were in like princess dresses shed hunting one time or something. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I uh, my world's been turned upside down. I was raised with all brothers, and so yeah. all this pink and sparkly, and yeah, it's different for me. But uh, yeah, learning. Yeah, they'll get into camo. It's a phase. It's a phase. You know what I mean? You have right. Your, you have your R and B phase. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. You have yeah. You have your pink and glittery face, and yeah. we'll have the camo face. Is right? there something you want to disclose here, Timon? The pink <laughs> and glittery face? You want to? We can go on another tangent if yeah, you want. Yeah, we can. I'm still practicing. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. No, that's awesome. I, I the other thing I've seen, you know, I want to maybe talk about this a little bit, and we've talked about this a little bit too, is your posts get censored. Your yes. rack hub stuff gets censored. I've I've been looking on Instagram because I follow your rack hub. Uh, Instagram, which everyone should. Is it just at Rack Hub? Yeah, it's just at Rack Hub. Yeah. Websites rack hub.com. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you're on your stories, right? And I'm going through things. And normally you're just clicking through your stories or watching it and you go to the next one or whatever. I get to Rack Hub and it's all blurred out and it says this post contains something sensitive or I forget what the wording was. And I had to accept and then accept and then accept to see it it was like three clicks for me to even be able to look at your story yeah Um, we we even keep the brand tidy um you know no blood no kill shots none of that because again it's you know works for sheds yeah you can mount harvest on there too but primarily for sheds so i mean you're oftentimes just pictures of antlers or antlers just like you'd see on pinterest or house or any other interior design type uh setting and that's mostly what you see when you're scrolling on our page and we mm-hmm. still get locked out. Yeah, it's it's social's tough, uh, really, really tough, uh, especially when you're trying to grow a brand. It used to be productive three years and prior, but past three years have been tough. Really? And it's a moving target. Yeah. A moving target. But because yeah. you don't know what the actual rules are. No, and um, algorithm changing on everything. Everybody's talking yeah. about that, but it's it's true. Everybody, everything going to more video, you know, quick, like people yeah. just want to see stuff moving and they're looking at, looking at it fast, more TikTok-ish, that's even instance going that way. Yeah. Or, you know, each year or each week on our agency calls, we're always talking about that. And so, yeah, it's tough to now build a business through social. Um, it's just different, especially in the outdoor space, because that's all I know. I don't want to talk about any, you know, anything else. Right. I, I'm not well-versed in anything else. This is just my personal experience in the house, outdoor space. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm sure you, because you said your other job is you're working with a bunch of other outdoor brands. Yes. Right. And so they're probably talking about that all the time. Just, all the time. Yeah, they're marketing what they're seeing, how they're experiencing it or whatnot. So, yeah, that is tough. And especially, like, social media is needed to, It's it, it reaches people. I see stuff on my social media that I don't want to see, things that are, like, where did this come from? Why am I seeing this? And it's not 
some of it's garbage. Yeah. Some of it's like I don't know how you got onto my feed. Like I'm not a recovering addict. I don't need to know about recovering addict stories. Which it's great that you're doing that, but that's not who I'm following on Instagram. So why is that showing up? Yep. It's weird. It's weird. And I think you know, like you said, three years ago or five years ago or whenever, it was just kind of a. This is how it worked. Everyone just posting stuff. If you liked it, you would follow it. It would grow. Yep. And now it's this like weird back end thing that you don't know how it is. And half my Instagram isn't people I know. It really isn't. It's all of this. Yep. It used to only follow who you followed. Right. See what you wanted to see. And you had control over over that, what you right. consume. Now, yeah, there's so much. It's whatever the algorithm says. Assuming, predicting what you want to see, pushing maybe what they want you to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's games changed for sure. Yeah. Do you so? You, are you even focusing? I mean, you probably post and do your things on social media, but for your most part, you're probably just trying to find other avenues to market. Yeah, it it definitely supplements. I mean, and then advertising is a whole another thing. Using those platforms, you know, Meta as a whole, we still have to advertise. Still got to get eyeballs and impressions, mm-hmm. and then try and work backwards, figure out if there are conversions, you know, and supplement with emails and maybe SMS and yeah, uh, who you collab with if you got a quite a few influencers or whatever but it's um it like i said it's a moving target so the things we can control would be more email um that's you know can be difficult because you don't want to hard push too often so you're always trying to figure out what messages you're sending yeah um but you you do need social still you know that's like you were alluding to you need people to see it if if they don't see it they don't know if they don't know they're not going to buy Right. So it's hard. Um, and with Rack Hub specifically to dive in more into products and niches and audience and demographics with Rack Hub, you know, we launched a product that didn't exist. So then you have to educate a lot, you know, or it's not like we launched. I mean, there's a ton of apparel now. It's not like I'm launching a T-shirt and I can message around why it's different than the hundreds of thousands of other T-shirts. Right. We launched a product that's like, Brand hey. new, nothing compares to it. I, we don't have a price comparison. We don't have a, you know, nobody can hold us to where they're buying it, the brand loyalty thing, how it even works. So it takes a lot of education when you come out with something that uh, is new. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's something that, we're, we're proud of um, and excited about, but to get everybody to understand it right away and right now doesn't happen. Um, so, yeah, it's a slow burn, but it's we're getting there. And that, a lot of that is just going to shows, getting in people's hands, pushing out content, yeah. uh, videos, YouTube, all that stuff. So, yeah, it's interesting compared to, like I was alluding to with the T-shirts, you launch something that's like something else, you it's an easier message right. and easier way to market. 89% of the people know what a t-shirt is. It's right. Like, they already know. Oh, they already I, know. This is how I put it on. But this one's blue. <laughs> right. You know, these all these other ones are white. This right. one's blue and it fits that way and it's made out of that and it's made here and packaged this way so yeah. you can start. It's just easy because you already know what you know. Right. You're just adding that little touch to maybe help you get the sale or right. why it's better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So when you jumped in, let's go back to you, you left Delta, you jump into Rack Hub. Is that all you were doing is Rack Hub at that point, or were you doing other stuff? Still at Delta, building Rack Hub. Okay, you on, were at, so okay. this is kind of a side project. Side project, fun side project. We were either going to have really expensive prototypes or maybe it would turn into <laughs> something uh, to grow upon. So anyway, that was on the side and stayed at Delta for a while. It didn't end up leaving Delta. So Rack Hub started in eighteen didn't leave Delta until 2019, uh, spring of 19, so a year later. And I left Delta 
starting uh, my design consulting company, Eads Design, because I just shook hands with uh, what would be still one of my larger clients um, that would be, there would be money there for sure. Yeah. And I was going to work with them. So it was, it was the leap of faith we needed, you know, ate ramen for a year or two, but uh, yeah. it was... You're a starving artist for a little bit. Yep. But it was what was needed. So yeah, still been building Rack Hub since then and uh, Eads Design since 2019. That's, yeah. the, that's the main business that we live off of now while building these product companies that yeah. you know may or may not benefit in the future we just feel like we need to be doing it um and it's fun and i work with great people so yeah yeah well it's you know diversity that's a nice thing like to if one doesn't work another one will you just keep throwing newspaper at a wall eventually one of them will stick right exactly exactly yeah. probably the one you get wet but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good point <laughs> yeah uh yeah that that's interesting um yeah so each design is what you do full-time really now right is yeah. that what i understand or so i'm doing so eads designs probably 30 to 40 hours of my week um and then i have some folks that that help um whether it's doing engineering drawings helping with graphics packaging work or uh, my buddy aj is helping a ton on product design now because we're getting more and more work more and more clients so that and then the other call it 20 hours of my week uh is rack hub and half rack those other two brands so trying to build those on the side half rack is more of a like the apparel half rack we got the lifestyle it's gear and accessories so if you need a gun case bow case or you need some hanger gear hangers uh we got can i throw a name out there that people might like associate like mossy oak would it be something like that yeah there's there's mossy oak has a lot of those there's uh hme's a, a brand that does that there's a lot of like your cabela's and bass pros they source their own product to kind of fulfill that need yeah. and they'll call it you know blah 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 outfitters or whatever so it's it's the products we sell or something you're just swinging through town you need that thing you go in the nearest dunham's or bob's bait shop or whatever right. right ace and you need it so you go in there you buy it but up until now you've been buying something that you don't even know the brand mm -hmm. you're just buying it it's a price thing it's a function thing so we started Half Rack um, with a couple gentlemen, a couple of my best friends, because I'm design, another guy's sourcing, another guy's sales. So we, us three started the brand. There's a few others that help, but we're trying to put a face with it finally and have, uh, you know, you want to wave the flag for it, so to speak. So we've added a little bit of innovation and quality to the product, really price conscious, so it's affordable. Whether you're a hunter that's been doing it for 20 years plus or you're a first timer, you're still going to need it. So right. even if you're using the best camo, the best weapons, the best of the best of the best, you got tens of thousands of dollars in your equipment, or you're a first timer and you got 50 bucks to spend on stuff or you're, you can buy a half rack. Yeah. So it's, we've been mindful of, uh, packaging the product going about a little bit differently. We're not going to the Walmarts and the Bass Pros and Cabela's. Uh, we're going to the mom and pa dealers um, being mindful of where we're parking that product and having that relationship uh, versus just it's a race to the bottom going into yeah. the Walmart and other places. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's so much, that's such a better, I don't know. You're supporting people who, like, I, I don't shop at Walmart often, you know? I hate it. I absolutely hate it. <laughs> yeah, and like, and that's, that's something I'm like, you know, if I could find a farmer instead of, buying my meat from Walmart. One, though, meat from Walmart is going to be garbage anyways. But if I can find a farmer, I have that relationship with them. I'd rather spend a little bit more on that relationship and that friendship because 
if I spend it at Walmart, I'm not gaining anything back. And I love that concept of mom and pop, the people who are doing it, the people who are like on their own. Yep. <clears throat> you know, their interests aren't with China or with whoever, whatever, you know, there's, it's them themselves. There's a little risk with that because, you know, it's, they're out there doing it themselves. Yeah. And I'm sure they fight you on everything and you have to have a relationship with every single one of them. You know, with a Walmart, you can have a relationship with one person that distributes across whatever. It's so much easier, but there's something real to that. Yeah, there's there's a lot to it, but you're you're hitting the nail on the head there. You know, when you work with, uh, again, I'm speaking from my experience on yeah. all this. Yeah. Um, when you work with a Walmart, it is, this is how it is, period. This yeah. is how it is. If you're doing business with us, this is exactly how it is. And they demand price and timing, and if you don't fulfill when you say and all these things, no go. It's done. Wow. So you can grow a business, and then it's kind of like the social media thing where it's this is how it was one year, one day, but now there's these new rules. Now there's these new regulations, and it can change, and you're not in control. It's hard to start a business where you don't have any control. I mean, it's just really hard to wake up each day and know, like, this is what I'm going to do because you're waking up and knowing – I'm going to do whatever I'm told, I guess, which that's not for the business partners I'm in business with, with Half Rack. We started it because we felt like it was our turn to start this. We felt the, all of us felt called to do it. We've got the connections and skill sets when we align, you know, business is done with other business is with people. We work with other people. We like working with other people versus like a Walmart where it is, um, a machine. It is a well-oiled machine, and yeah. if you want to get on that train, go for it. But it's not. We wanted to do this to have fun, to work hard, and uh, you know maybe it'll benefit you know us or family down the road. But it really hasn't ever been about that. It's just we can do this. The industry needs it. Industry needs these products. Hunters and outdoorsmen and women need these products. Ever since COVID, everything's changed. A lot of the bigger companies buy smaller companies, kill SKUs. Mm. So it was it was time. Um, so all the stuff they were getting is now gone. Right? It, and nice. if it's not gone because it's more of that, we'll call it the Walmart mentality because we've right. been on that, um, this is how it is. Yeah. If you want to do business with us, this is how it is. Yeah. And it's just, you know, we want to do it to have fun. Mm. We didn't want to start this business to only do that because what's the fun in that? I mean, even if you're making money, I'm not jumping out of bed to be like, can't wait to be told what to do today. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, send it and... Yeah, invoice and POs and all the business stuff that it's just not fun. We love it because we get to work with people and we're testing products. And hey, man, if you did this with that thing or tweaked this zipper or made this longer or whatever, um, you know, we're working with a lot of other people that are passionate about what they do and give feedback and we're revising and it's fun. You know, it's yeah. fun. You know, we only live once. You might as well have fun. Yeah, for real. Have are you seeing that grow pretty well? The yeah, it's we're not quite two years old now, but yeah, we're we're gaining some traction. You know, starting, and we can get in this a little bit. So, Eads Design, you know, help, pays our bills right now. Mm-hmm. It's a service business, and I work with a lot of great companies. And I don't have all the overhead. I don't have to invest in tooling. Right. I don't have to invest in all this stuff. It's just they have a problem. It's all these problem solution. They have a problem. I know how to design got some connections um, because again back to the core group of people you work with you got the trust and connections they have a problem I got a solution they need product I can design it we can make it and it's transactional money right now when Mm -hmm. you start a product business a lot of upfront investment right a lot of dollars being thrown at yep blood sweat tears you're not 
you got a ton of overhead up front and you're not getting your return until years down the road. Now that's different for everyone and every yeah. company, um, you know, and even, you know, starting construction business or excavating, you're, you got to invest in all the tools and you got to be able to drive to the site, probably need a vehicle, need all these things. And the first couple of years may be rough, five years, 10 years, but then you got all these assets mm -hmm. and now you in relationships. Yep. yep. And referrals then, and you don't have to advertise like you used to. You don't have to go knock on doors or newspapers or whatever. Yeah. Now it's just referrals and it's ringing off the hook. Then you have the challenge of, well, do I want to grow this? Mm -hmm. Do I not? Cause that cut with other issues. What if the market turns? What if I don't have enough work? Cause now what I've got 20 gas employees, goes up, right? gas goes up. You know, I did have all these pricing taxes now. Yeah. Yep. I had, my bill of materials tidied up. I knew what I could charge and what I'd make. And now it's out the, out window. the window. Now all these customers I had, I got to tell them I need more to even stay in business. Yeah. So there's, yeah, it, it very dependent on what you do and who you do it with and who you do it for. But service is more money right now. And that's where Ease Design pays our bills, building these product brands on the side. Um, you know, Lord willing, they'll supplement down the road, but just feel like we need to do those too. And, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, little variety. It's interesting. I, you know, your parents, I mean, they ran excavating. They still run excavating. Yeah. They still your run. Brother does too. I'm, Tan so. Yeah. Brother Tanner works for them full time. Mm -hmm. He's a boss. One of the best mechanics absolute. I know. Yep. Yeah. Absolute beast. I got yep. my word. Um, but did, were you part of the business a lot growing up? Or were you helping? Were you doing things? Each each summer I was. Okay. Yes. Each summer I'd help, um, you know, in, in between school years. And, uh, you know, as a grunt, I worked outside. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Put in a lot of septic systems. Yeah. Um, <laughs> new. So that's a little cleaner, <laughs> yeah. nicer. Did have to work on some old used ones, dirty ones. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's sun up to sun down. A lot of hard work. Um, but, yeah, I, I did that every summer for a long time yeah learned a lot doing it that's what um, i was gonna ask yeah learned a lot doing that too yeah i'm sure there was i mean not everyone has that experience you know of being part of a business or knowing the inner workings of business and then working it at growing up as you go up I remember when i was in college a lot of the kids that i talked to and this just may be our may just be but this, their first job was the job that they got in college you know you're like for me, that, that was, uh, I was 13 detasseling corn. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, I've been working since I was 13, man. Like, you're 19, 20. Like, it's different. But, anyways, it's that's just a really interesting. It's cool that you had that background. Like, and then have seen it and how that works. And it's definitely a service. There's a difference between product and a service. And um, not that either of them are right or wrong, but it's a different way to do stuff. And I love how you broke that down. That's cool. And so, you your DNA is service. You're seeing that. Yep. And then, yeah. In, in your life now, it's like both of those things. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't trade. Like you were saying, I'm thankful to have had to work when I was young. Yeah. You learn a lot from it. Yeah, it's hard when your friends are going and playing or doing whatever, and yeah. you're working for, you know, at that time, eight, ten hours, yeah. or eight or ten dollars an hour at that time. Now it's a lot more even, you know, we, didn't, yeah. we don't have to get into all that, but it, it changes. But anyway. Oh, yeah. I think my first job was five bucks an hour. I yeah. remember that. Like, yeah. I was excited for five dollars. Oh, jacked out of your mind, probably. I mean, now you could go and buy your own things, and <laughs> yeah. you earned it. You feel like, yeah. yeah, you got this sense of like, man, I work for this. You sleep better at night. Yeah, all those things, just like you feel like you did something today. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't trade it. I mean, I learned so much from working alongside my parents there. Now, I love calling, especially my mom, be like, I don't know how you guys did this. I don't yeah. know how, how do you even know how to price this job. How do you know how to do that? What you know? What do you do with all these invoices and POs and just all the management yeah. of 
Like there's a lot of like, yeah, you go and do the work, but there's a lot of work before and after that has mm-hmm. to happen to keep the lights on. So I just got a sense of respect now that I never had way back then. You know, it, anybody that owns a business knows what I'm alluding to here. It's, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people dig on bosses at times, but I can tell you they're never feet up, kicked up on their desk in the back room. They're, they're working. Yeah. If they're not working, they're thinking about what they need to do or how they <laughs> yeah. need to go borrow some money to fill this need or whatever. I mean, it's always something. Yeah. Always something. That's crazy. What, um, is that, uh, do we do a good job of kind of explaining all the things you're doing right now? Cause I got, I got another question that's a little bit off of your product, the uh, service. Is there anything yeah. you want to add to that? Before we jump off there? Uh, no, I think we, we covered most of, most of that. And, yeah. um, yeah, I just, I'm just running through them. Yeah. I think we got all the way up to today on all that stuff. Well, I, I think it was, was it grandma's birthday or Christmas? You showed me your calendar and that was crazy. It was color coded. Every single time slot had, I mean, every half hour there was something from, was it 7.30 to 4.30? You're just booked straight or I don't know if it's 8 to 4. I don't know what it was, but. Yeah, it's um changed since we just had our, you know, Coley, our youngest. She'll be four months tomorrow. So oh three girls. Yeah. Which it's at each day's different. It used to be more predictable with having Cameron than even Corey. But um, yeah, I'd say most recently my schedule is get up at five or six and work a few hours before the girls are up, mm. help with getting getting them around, maybe taking Cameron to kindergarten and then working up until five thirty. Okay. And I try not to thankful to have the help now, but it used to be working the evenings too in the first few years. So early mornings and evenings just to keep going. Cause we made it, you know, Whitney and I agreed that we really want to focus on family time. I mean, yeah, you can work indefinitely. Yeah. You'll make more money, but our girls are only this age yeah, only today four, and only tomorrow. four months for a month. Yeah. Then it'll exactly. be five months. Then it'll be yeah. five months. And then before you know it, she'll be 15. running around yeah. and then, yeah, she'll be a teenager. And yeah. So anyway, we shut down at five thirty, and, um, you know, do the dinner and get around and all that stuff all the way up to nighttime or bedtime for the girls and, um, uh, try and enjoy that. Um, we decided to take weekends off too. So even, you know, Saturday, every once in a while, get up and work for a few hours before the girls are up because sometimes you just got to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've tried to make that a focus that's, you know, works for us because, man, it, heck, I got a girl in school now and it yeah. just flew by. So I'm thankful to have all that time at home all those years because otherwise I never would have seen it if I was driving an hour and a half away. Yeah. I never, I'd have been home late and missed a lot, a lot, a lot. So, I mean, now I can be interrupted and hear first words or, Hey, I need help with this or, you that's know, cool. it, it, it's nice. Yeah. That's so cool. What's, I was going to ask, like, what is your typical scale? Like, how do you balance all that stuff? Like, what is your, how do you go? <laughs> I, uh, you know I mean? like, how is that live off a of Google calendar? And, um, I have, like you mentioned with the calendar, you saw everything's color coordinated. So each client, I have their own color, my own brands like rack hub, half rack, they got their colors and I have scheduled conference calls, you know, much like all of us do that are pretty hard fixed, especially when you get more people involved, you don't want to move those if you don't have to. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of those parked on there permanently. I'll put to do's on there, like, if, and it might keep moving each day if I don't get it done. I use Google Keep for my note taking because it okay. can tie into uh, Google all the sheets and slides and basically use Google mostly because it's all right there. 
Um, I don't have to use all the other ones everywhere. I just need everything in one place and I can have it on my phone, my computer. So that's how I stay organized. Without that, I wouldn't. Is that something you picked up from when you were working at uh, Delta? Is the kind of the calendar organizer thing, or is that just something you picked up and done yourself and modified as you've gone forward? Or because it's super organized. That's the that's the interesting thing is you have it so like I could you just you can tell what your week's going to be or what what the next four hours are going to be just quick glance. You yeah. Know, you did. Well, because of the constraints Whitney and I have put on, like morning, evening, and trying to work within there, I pack every every single minute. So some days I may on, may be on my phone for eight hours or whatever, mm, just call and talk. Because a lot of what I do is the consulting for Eats Design, and you know I live here at home, so I'm just constantly on the phone. There's never a minute I'm not doing something because it's just a waste. And maybe it it would be just for a second to scroll on social because I'm seeing what other brands are doing, right. what ads they're running and why, responding to a text. So I my mind has a tiny break just doing some of that stuff. But yeah, I'll use. Uh, to answer your question, we used Outlook at Delta, mm-hmm. and I used to, I was the oddball that took one of my monitors and tipped it vertical. I oh, think yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. somebody do it when we were on a trip somewhere, and I was like, that's a great idea. So then I could have my email live on that third monitor mm-hmm. vertical, so I could see, you know, that's I don't know, like in. 50 emails at once. Yeah. And I could see all of today right there by just a glance and see when it pops in, and nope, don't need that one yet. Nope, nope. So yeah. anyway, with that, those learnings I knew I needed something I didn't want to run Outlook because nobody outside all everybody was on Google Mm -hmm. so I just kind of conformed to running Gmail and then just stumbled upon the Google Calendar and how it would work and Mm -hmm. keep and um, you know didn't you when you start your own thing you don't really have time to just go fishing around and learning and right you know if you're not working you're not making money yeah you don't have time for that research so it's some client sent me this this way and it's like oh that worked out pretty well you know as a google invite or whatever for a meeting google meet or whatever and like that was pretty neat how'd you do that you just ask questions a lot of what i've pieced together is because of the great people i work with they've done it they've learned it and then they're happy to share you know if somebody learns about something new or cool more than not they want to talk about it or tell somebody like you got to check this thing out so that's how I can't take credit for any of it. It's just been from everybody I work with He's and what they're doing. together and seeing best practices. Yep. And you don't have to use everything everyone else is using. Everybody's different. Right. I know a lot of people that are way more organized than me doing different th- You know, you, they have their own method, and that right. works for them. So, yeah. I know one of the things you said to me, too, is like um, a unique way that you connect with your uh, clients is uh, Marco Polo. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's such a unique way to do that, you know, like uh, you're showing them. It's such an easy, quick way to do something, too. I I think that's just so cool. Yeah, Uh, it it works for a few people that I, you know, like AJ, I work with him often. We do product design, packaging, all that stuff all the time. And he's got a full-time schedule. mm -hmm. So I can't just call him up at 9.30 a.m. and be like, hey, man, you see that email? We need to get on this. We need to tweak or revise that. Can you tackle this and have it done by tomorrow? They really need it. We can't do that. You know, he's full-time, and he's put in his time for his job. Um, so I'll instead, I'll just send a polo, and he'll watch it at his convenience. Maybe it's lunchtime. You know, maybe he can just listen to it on his drive home. Um, you know, or I'll be 
traveling somewhere, you know, it's very unsafe to text and drive. Right. Some of us may do it. We don't need to get into that. Yeah. But uh, with Marco Polo, you push a button and you can talk. And yeah. um, you can use your hands. You can show stuff. It's kind of like a FaceTiming, but snippet. delayed mm-hmm. snippet. Yeah. So it's been very productive for us and efficient instead of ta- me taking time away from being uh, productive on this task that I'm currently on, but I had a thought I need to get out there instead of me taking time to open a tab or open a new email, type, 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 type. Where's that image? Grab an image, snip it, doodle, paste that in. Instead of doing all that and getting way off my task, I can just pull up my phone quick and like, Hey man, check this out, show the screen, show whatever we need to do this. We need to do that. Uh, And you can go through a laundry list of stuff and thoughts you had, send it. He'll watch it at his convenience. He can pause and rewind, take yeah. notes from it. So something that may have taken me nine minutes to type an email and pull images into, I can get done in 30 seconds. Right. And That's it's done and gone. Huge. You start adding those minutes up in a day in seconds. I mean, you're saving potentially an hour a day, and there's auto-saved. So That's it's cool. For AJ and myself, that is productive. Yeah. Some other people, you know, it they may yeah. not. If they've never yep. opened the app or whatever, then it doesn't make sense. doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I, I get it too because some people are like only text. Some right. people are only phone calls. Only phone calls. Yeah. Only email. Right. Yeah. Only every, in person. On, yeah. yeah or only knows? in person. Yeah. yeah. Let's grab a bite. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh man, I don't really have time, but yeah, I know it'll be worth it. It always is every time you do it. But yeah. yeah so it's <laughs> interesting. You got to conform in service business to what your customer client how they do business, yeah. how they communicate, but that's what makes it fun too. So, and that's how you learn a lot. Yeah. Def. I mean, I know with you, Tim, and you're pretty dang good at talking to people yeah. and you, I know you learn a ton from every interaction, it does. Yeah. whether it's in your industry or interest, you can still pull something from it. Yeah. Even at church. I mean, you know, we were talking before this, just things I'm seeing or what you, yeah, you grow from everything. That's the, that's the interesting thing. Um, what, what, all right here's a question for you. Maybe, maybe you have an answer. If you don't, don't worry about it. But what do you see this being in five years? Well, it's, it's hard to answer because rack Hub's only been around for five years and so much has happened in five years. And I think all the people that I've met and connections I've made in five years by having to go and do, you know, I alluded to it earlier in the conversation of nobody knows what they're doing. That's what I tell a lot of people that were in my shoes years ago, because I always tried to have other people pursue my ideas, partner with other companies to make this product that I felt was a need. And, you know, they're running their own business. They got their own product roadmap. They don't need some piddly little kid telling them, like, <laughs> you need to do this. They got their own things. Um, so anyway, I I have a belief and I've witnessed it that there's a lot of people that are very talented. Um, they're, they're gaining success by doing half the work you are. They just know how to do it. But even then they're, they don't know what they're doing. They're just doing the best that they know how to do. And I, I guess I've gained a lot of confidence in just try it, make that call, make that drive, make that thing, send that email, whatever. What's the worst that can happen? You know, it, they say, no, they say, no, you, now, you know, and you move on. Um, I used to be way too timid to do that, and I've just witnessed way too many people in different areas just just absolutely crushing it. And you have a sidebar with them; they're like, I, "You know, I don't know, I don't know what you know. I just love what I'm doing and doing my best that I know how to do." And 
I tried all these other things, worked hard, and this thing stuck, so I kept doing that. And it's yeah. just interesting when you're able to have sidebars with some folks um, because they're just, you know, they're just confident, I guess, and try things and are okay with failing because that's how you are able to learn. Yeah. Uh, for the next time, you're much more educated the next time. So, yeah, that's what I would encourage people. Just just go and do. Yeah. So how's that for you in five years? What do you think that's going to happen? What's that look like? Yeah, I didn't really answer your question. <laughs> no, five it's years. great advice. It was super great advice. Five years. Um, do you see it being more product or you, do you still see the service or do you see the service just growing massively? Or There's a fine line there because if you can grow out of your niche. Yeah. Um, you know, I love, love doing what I do now and the partners that I work with love it. Um, it's hard to say no when you got a new client coming in because they're, you know, starry eyed and they got the best idea and they want to pursue it. And that's, you know, I lived it, I know. And you want to help them because mm-hmm. now you've learned all these things you want to be able to help them. So it's going to be hard to say no. Uh, I don't, I can't see Eads Design growing into this massive agency. It doesn't sound fun to me to not be able to be down in the weeds, mm-hmm. you know, actually doing the work. And just being at you know at the top, just trying to gain new business, and now we need to do this much, so I got enough for payroll and all those that those fun things. I can see Eads Design growing a little bit, um, you know, comfortably, and growing Rack Hub and growing Half Rack on the side. I don't, I just love all of them. It's a lot of work right now because they're all so young, mm-hmm. um, but I can see working with more people, those companies growing and. Um, Five years, man, that's hard to say how big or size or quantify or what is success. I just see him growing and making a living and, yeah, having fun doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's what I'm hearing is you still want to be part of it, like, just, like, in the day-to-day with it. <clears throat> Not from an outside role, role, just letting it go. You're, like, in it. That's that's a good thing to be, you know. Yeah, I, um, you know, I my mind is always working. I like the work. I like thinking about how to improve things. I like all the efficiencies to make. I like working with people, putting trust in them to do things that they're very much more skilled at doing than I am. Yeah. Talking with all these machinists and stuff. You know, I I work with, it all comes back to, you know, we do business with people and I've just been fortunate to surround myself with people that are much more talented than me in their own arenas and, they're God-fearing people. They're great parents. They're just, and it makes each day you could get a call from your buddy saying, hey, man, you're, you know, my house is burning, but they're, you know, we're going to work through it. Yeah. You know, it's not like you go to, I, there's some people that unfortunately they're just downers, just naturally always like they yeah. could have, they could have won the lottery and be like, ah, you know, it should have been more, you know, yeah, whatever. It's never good enough. There's always yeah. a scenario. Nothing's ever good enough. So, the people that I get to work with now, it's a choice that, you know, I get to pick up the phone and it's always exciting. Like that was kind of my rule way back when starting out that if I don't want to pick up this phone call, there's probably a sign there. Like mm. maybe I'm working with somebody I shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll, I just, if I don't want these people to meet my family, if I don't feel comfortable or I don't want to answer this email or phone call, it's probably a sign. So I've just been blessed, man, to be surrounded with a ton of awesome people, and I meet new ones every day. Yeah. So that's what I love about it, and that's why I can't think past, like, oh, I'm going to grow all these companies, and I'm just going to sit at the top and then delegate, yeah. and I'm going to go on vacation for eight months out of the year. Yeah. Like, that truthfully doesn't really excite me. I love being in the grind, in the know, working, 
people trusting me to help them, learning things from them. Like, that's what I love. So mm. it's hard. It's hard when you're asking five years to be like, this is exactly it. Cause oh, I've, yeah. I've enjoyed the ride, man. Yeah. I, well, you'll never know what five until you get there. Right. Right. But right. I just, yeah. No, it's a very good, challenging question. I, I do have like uh I see why you didn't want to answer it at the start. Yeah. <laughs> I have a Google Sheets separate thing that only I can sign into that's forecasting my next five years because I cool. like to see where I was, yeah, where I think I'm going and what actually happens. It's just kind of fun. Um yeah. set goals. I really believe in setting goals, have a target to run towards, and uh, maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't, but uh yeah. yeah. Someone told me setting goals is like if you don't set a goal, it's like leaving the harbor on a ship and you're sailing to another harbor, but you don't have a map. Setting goals is you have the map. Now, you may not get to the other harbor. You may not get to the other port or whatever, but you have a better likelihood of getting there because now you have a map. That's awesome. I thought that was a really interesting way to think about that. It is. You know, because you, you, you don't know if you'll ever get there. You know what I mean? That's the, the thing. It's just it's way better if you have a map. <laughs> it's yeah. Way more helpful. <laughs> yeah. You got the bumpers at least. Yeah. You know, bump when you're bowling. So, yeah. I, yeah. Indu- I like that. Yeah. Industry wise, do you think there's more people getting into hunting? Like, do you, do you see the, the, the outdoor industry growing or have you seen it grow? We saw a lot of people getting outdoors during yeah. COVID. Yeah. Now, specifically, specifically, specifically going into hunting, um, I don't know. It comes and goes because okay. a lot of the the older demographic maybe they pull away, but maybe they got their grandkids into it before they did. Hmm. So I don't know if you can see there's a big spike. There was definitely in outdoors in general, camping especially. Yeah. Going fishing, you know, hunting, yes, but. Uh, it's something that, you know, is, is pretty sacred and we're trying that's, you know, alluding to half rack there. I keep saying alluding. I didn't know if that was a word that I <laughs> normally it's absolutely. I'm a very, like I use the word absolutely when he reminds me of that <laughs> alluding to with, um, um, half rack in that business that we felt like it was just something we needed to do. And we, mm-hmm. we want to teach our kids you know, how we grew up and what's important and where corn comes from and where meat comes from and all those things. We feel like it's a big, important thing that may be lost. And there's a lot of miscommunication or assumptions out there in the world uh, mm-hmm. with this bad be- being referenced to hunting and killing. And even the meat you eat at Wendy's is that's been killed uh, somewhere, somehow. So yeah. it's. I don't know if it's meat. You really don't even know. No, you don't know. It's maybe. 100% chicken, is what they call their chicken. But. That's the brand of the chicken that they eat. It's 100%. You know what I mean? It's like Clever. stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, like, that's oh, yeah, good branding. 100% chicken. Like, well, hmm. yeah, of course it is. That's the company. That's the yeah. company. I yeah. like that. But it's not 0% <laughs> right. once you read the ingredients. Or 4%. Or 4%. The rest <laughs> is like wood and who knows what. <laughs> Some type of filler. I mean, I don't know if that's true, but there's there's been stuff like that with 100% beef, 100% chicken. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So we, we feel that, you know, we can be a brand. We've partnered with 2% for conservation, so it's on our packaging donate a percent of your time, percent of funds, uh, to give back to conservation. So what is Is really cool about hunting is all those tags that are purchased, all that money that is put into it. Hunting is the biggest donator to conservation. The reason we have all these public lands and everything is because of primarily hunters and fishermen and women that have spent money on buying tags and stuff that go, gets put towards conservation and helps, yeah. you know, provide all these jobs and all the public lands and fund 
these recreational spaces that you're camping at or hiking on or bike yeah. trail you're riding on. And yeah, a lot of that's credited to, and you can Google it and look it up, but a lot of that's credited to hunters and people out there. Yeah. That's a little fishing. about to get right into that. It, it, the ammo sales, like it's, yep. isn't it a certain 40%? It's, it's a, a tax, the tax on top of everything else. So anything that's, you know, hunting related, there's an additional tax. I forget what the name of that tax is. There's an excise tax. Is that, there's one of those. I don't, I don't know. I don't know because we don't. I don't really Can haven't it, done yeah. any business in the that, ammo industry to know for sure. But there's definitely money that is pulled from a lot of places that goes into conservation. That goes into conservation. Yeah. I, a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, they no, think it's your license plate when you. you know, yeah. That, that's that's a percentage. Yeah. Right, but it's not the majority. Right. The exactly. Majority is yeah. I was thinking about, and maybe this is just my world that I'm living in, but I just feel like, um. It's becoming more, I mean, there is a, a social pressure against hunting, killing, guns, all that stuff. But I've seen more and more people opening, being open to it in my world. But that's my world, you know, so I don't know if that's actual happening in throughout the whole U.S., but like the, the, the constitutional carry that's happening in Indiana, like where it's just becoming a little bit more open and a lot more people are gravita gravitating towards it. And I think maybe we saw that from COVID because the stability of, oh yeah, these institutions are in place and we don't have anything to worry about. And like, oh yeah, this is a lot shakier than I would have ever imagined. And so I just wonder if there's going, because of that, there's going to be more push into that. Like that's a lot of people are like, okay, well, you know, how do I grow my own garden? How do I get my own meat? How do I, you know, people are thinking that way on, on a lot higher level than I think have happened in the nineties or, you know, in the two early two thousands, I think that's starting to shift that way, but that that's just me. Well, that's, that that's encouraging because, you know, I live in the bubble, right? Yeah. I'm so you're in it. I'm in it. I'm in it with all these companies that are feeling the same thing, seeing the same thing. So it's encouraging from zooming out a bit that you're getting that sense because I bet, three years ago, you wouldn't have said that. I would not have. So that yeah. is encouraging for me to hear that yeah. um, because I'm, like I said, all my friends and the people I work with, we're all in it. So we are too yeah. zoomed in. So yeah. zooming out. We breathe, live it. You yep. know, and we, um, it's just something I'm seeing from the outside. No, yeah. that's great. That is great and encouraging to hear. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Well, in the, the thing about the, like, the taxes and conservation, I'm hearing that a lot more. Like you, when you told me that, that's not the first time I've heard that. I've heard that from other people. And so like, that's something I never knew. And again, I think that's getting pushed into just the social world. Like, oh, this is now it's probably only a small percentage, but that grows. Well, there's companies um, out there like, you know, Patagonia is one. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of lifestyle type brands that may be more geared to hiking, I mm -hmm. would guess, uh, or just getting outdoors that uh, are part of those hipsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hipsters. hipsters. Yeah, a lot of lot of buffalo check out there and yeah. leather boots and you know people buying axes that they'll never use. Them. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> um, but no, seriously, there's a lot of brand, you know, sock brands that are starting yeah. and headwear and that are doing good and like talking about no, this, you know, we're doing this and it's going to go to these this park, you know, mm -hmm. money towards this foundation that helps with this public land thing and there's a ton of that going on now which is great it is fantastic because there's a lot of things going on where we can lose more and more public land and you can't get it back you know yeah you do the 
dig into Theodore Roosevelt, and I'm not huge into history, but I know that dude did a lot for our public lands and thankful for it today because otherwise it could be all developed or who knows what. Yeah, or owned by Bill Gates or who knows what. Yeah, Yeah, Bill owns a lot now. (laughs) He does. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think, I don't know if my dad was telling me that there's been a couple pieces of property in this area that have been bought by his found. I don't know, whatever business that... Yeah, we could probably look on Onyx or Beacon Snyder or one of those and figure it out. But yeah, there's just a few miles from here, even just farmland, ground, farmland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. I know. I know. Sketchy. I know. Very yeah. much so. <laughs> I don't have the money to buy it, unfortunately. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. The the beautiful thing about Bill Gates, and this is something I thought about, is he's human, and that's. I mean, I think we anyone who's famous, Elon Musk, right? Like like these big name people we almost put them on a pedestal but it's like oh yeah they're human you know maybe he may not be doing good things right now but he's human and humans change humans grow so there's hope there's hope there's that's, always what hope. I, that's what i tell myself oh yeah absolutely <laughs> keep saying it look in the mirror maybe that might help too yeah yeah that's yeah exactly yeah yeah start with the man in the mirror yeah. um i well i don't know let's see where oh, yeah we're at two so let's let's wrap it up i had other questions but um yeah this was good we maybe we'll have to do another one in, no. in the future or something. Would love to, bud. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, Eads Design. Um, just That's uh, Insta or Thad Eads is my personal. Uh, Rack Hub. So we mentioned uh, rack-hub.com. That's one of our websites. And then half-rack.com. That's the other one. Half-rack.com. Okay. Yep. I'll put them in the show notes. Perfect. So yeah. they can find it. Anything else you want to? No, I just really appreciate taking the time, bud. I know everybody's busy, you know, using that B word, but um, I appreciate you coming out and uh, asking away, man. Yeah, thanks for being on. Yeah. All right, folks. All right, peace. Mm